Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. <laughs> How's it going, Wayne? How are you feeling this uh, dark Monday morning? Feeling good. Feeling good. It's, it's extra dark this morning. Not a whole lot of... I think you uh, say that all the time. Yeah, it's getting darker and darker and darker dark. every morning. Yeah, it's, uh, but it is what it is. It's not going to change for at least five months. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, how was your weekend, sweetheart? You were busy. It was good. Yeah, it's actually uh, Friday was a PD day for Everly's school, so I had a little bit of a long weekend, which I feel like every weekend should be a three-day weekend because I was so much more productive. I had really? like a Friday was like me and Everly, we just had like girls' day all day, mm -hmm. and then Saturday I was like super productive, went got into the city, returned all of our unused renovation materials. That, well, that was really starting to pile up. Yeah, we had a, a trunk full. <laughs> yeah, that well, a couple sinks took up uh, most of that space, but yeah. So I got everything returned, uh, which was awesome. Felt good. And then Sunday I cooked and cleaned and did laundry and played with Everly and took the dog out for several walks. So yeah, it's like, I don't know, felt good having those three days to kind of separate everything out and be productive each day. Yeah, it sounds pretty productive. And for people wondering, like, well, why did you ask? Because <laughs> you guys live together. Uh to be honest, we we barely saw each other this weekend. You were yeah. quite busy on Saturday, and I was doing my own stuff uh, yeah. on the weekend. I like Saturday was pretty much just me all day on the phone, answering emails. I had um, uh, meetings with new clients, uh, new buyers, and then uh, Sunday I pretty much just spent the whole day um, doing prep work for the the cabin retreat. Yeah, um, that's you all were in me. task mode, which is interesting because oh. Wayne doesn't Wayne doesn't do tasks. <laughs> no, no, it's not. That is not where I flourish. <laughs> I don't flourish in task mode or management mode. I prefer to be in growth mode. Um, so oh, when I, sorry, go ahead. Oh no that 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 giant list was was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger all week, mm -hmm. and and then I'm like, okay, well, Wayne, you gotta go and write 30 emails and you got to go respond to these people and yeah you got to book this venue and whatnot so normally uh, you rely on me but I feel like adding these uh flips into our lives has really uh <laughs> never taken again me away from support <laughs> yeah I have zero support well like our assistant doesn't work on the weekends and it was just she was working on other stuff this week so had to uh roll up the sleeves and do it myself <laughs> Is what it is, though. But uh, yeah, Sunday was, was pretty good. The the cabin retreat's all full now, so that's good news. Yay! Um, we are in the process of booking the next uh, retreat. At, January sounds like mid January, January like twenty first or something like that. Um, that's when the next retreat's going to be. And we already have like two, two spots. Three, taken. three, three spots are already taken. Yeah, so um, without a date secured. Without a date secured. <laughs> yeah, so that that one's going to fill up pretty quickly here, and then. I wouldn't be surprised if we're booking the next one in like March. So it's uh, it's good. We're pretty happy about that. Um, oh, hey, last week we we announced uh, another little meetup in Edmonton. Yes. Um, and that's got to, I got to be careful. Telling, I don't know if we should say it on the podcast because now we're going to have like <laughs> 100 people showing up to this place. Nah. But, uh, oh, we got quite a few people. There's like oh, at really? least 20 people confirmed coming to this open house. Oh, wow. I had no clue. So uh, we decided to do an open house on our on our new flip. Um, in Edmonton uh, this Sunday, October 31st. So it's torn apart, starting to get put back. Well, no, not really yet. It's 100%. <laughs> it's, it's torn apart. It's, yeah, it's it's in demo mode right now. Yeah. Um, but it's a great opportunity if, you know, one, for a networking. Not a whole lot of networking events going on right now. So come on out on, you know, Halloween. We'll have candy and coffee there and uh, and and meet with other investors and find out what they've been up to. Uh, and two, you know, you get to see the beginning stages of a flip project. Mm -hmm. um, and this project is actually, though we are flipping it to sell, this one would be perfect for flipping as a burr. Yes. 
a really nice spread. And a lot of people really liked, uh, you know, the the show that we had last week with Brenda Vestel. Yeah. Um, burrs are a, a perfect burrs are a very difficult, hard to come by, hard to come by in 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 Alberta, uh, especially in the big cities like Edmonton and Calgary. And a perfect burr is when you get all of your money out, yes. so you're into it for nada. Yes. So this particular property would be perfect for a burr. Actually, to be honest, I think you get more. I think you would get all your money out plus some of your profits um, on this particular, um, on the numbers for this deal. Now, we're not adding any more rental properties to our portfolio right now. So that's why we're just deciding to sell it. But it's a great opportunity to go in and and see, you know, what we're going to talk about what we paid for it. We're going to talk about what we're going to do to it. Um, we'll give you an idea of what the layout's going to look like, what kind of finishes we're going to be using, um, what kind of materials. And then, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go right deep into it and it'll just be a great opportunity for you to ask your questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Calvin Hexter is going to be there and he's going to be talking about... Oh, is he coming by? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, 99%. <laughs> he is now. <laughs> uh, he'll be there. He, he helped us find this deal and um, he'll go over, you know, how to analyze, you know, what the after repaired value is going to be. Um, so, you know... Um, once you do the right renovations, it's going to be worth more. So it, uh, it's gonna be pretty cool. Oh, and I'll be going into like the, the details for like condos as well. So this is a townhouse. Um, so we'll go into the details of how we analyze this, um, how we check the condo documents, um, how we knew it was going to be a great condo or how it is a great condo. So it's just gonna be pretty exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and good morning, Al and everybody else that just joined in. Um, thank you for joining this morning. Please send us some hearts on the Podbean app. It'll help our show get seen. <laughs> um, yeah. So for anyone who's not watching or sorry, listening on Podbean right now, uh, Podbean is where we're streaming live. So you sure you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Come on, name name all the podcast <laughs> platforms. You know all of the podcast platforms. I do not. <laughs> Wherever you're listening. Um, feel free. I mean, it's recorded, but listen in live and, and you get an opportunity to ask questions. Yeah. Join the conversation, ask questions, uh, call in. You yes. can actually talk to us, not just message. So yeah. This isn't just a normal podcast. Yeah. You're listening to a podcast on Apple podcasts and you, you know, it sounds like every other podcast, but the cool thing is that we do this live yeah. every morning, Monday to Friday. And you hop on this really cool app called Podbean. And you can literally interact. We are looking at messages. We can see who's on here. And there is the opportunity. There's a button to call in, just like your normal radio drive time morning show every morning. Yeah. Um, Wayne in the gab in the morning. <laughs> and you click that call in button, you can ask questions. And you. Why am I the gab? <laughs> I don't know. You want me to call myself the Wayne? <laughs> well, you called me the gab. So, yeah. <laughs> on the spot mm-hmm. um yeah anyways uh that's it, it, it's really cool and um actually you know uh, there's there's also perks and incentives to being in you know listening live because uh we do great giveaways every day and uh we have actually one more 50 dollar starbucks gift card to give away today today uh <laughs> from manzoor saeed um he was a guest last week we were talking about branding and uh and uh, social media and uh, lifestyle Lifestyle. for real estate investors. Yeah. Um, So he graciously, you know, um, donated a bunch of... Yeah, he gave away $100 that day on the show. Yeah. $100 gift card to Starbucks. And then he provided us with two more $50 gift certificates to Starbucks. One was given away on Friday and we're giving away that last one today. So that's pretty awesome. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So follow uh, Manzur on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Guy's got a really 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 great profile shares a lot of great um tips and tricks and strategies um he's a he's a brand ambassador he works with um blackheart university as well um so give them a follow and um actually we're thinking about maybe doing the giveaway right now um yeah but i i want to make it interesting today i don't want just people calling in just well i mean you can call in with your question but i thought maybe we kind of leave it up to the listeners today to kind of determine what we talk about today Okay. Just like, just go like being real here. Like, you know, we have lots (laughs) of things we can talk about, but I want to hear what you guys want to talk about. 
um, and we're open to it. We're an open book. So um, first caller in today is getting a $50 Starbucks card and um, let us know what you want to talk about today. Okay. Anybody? <laughs> we got someone. We got someone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it could have been really bad if we had no one yeah. call in. <laughs> I had a feeling we'd have someone call in. Actually, we got Chris Smith. Okay. We'll, uh, we'll just wait for him here. In the meantime, I'll answer a question. Uh, Ryan Letniak says, speaking of Podbean, Podbean. Search there. There. two show profiles, are they the same? I would assume they are, unless someone's... No clue, we'll have to look into that. <laughs> I'll look into it, unless someone's stolen our identity already. <laughs> um, hey, Chris, how's it going? Hi, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. Funny, uh, this is actually Rebecca Smith. Chris is uh, working out in the gym, so... Identity for identity. Minute. Speaking of identity theft. Wow. <laughs> well, kind of what happens as a wife, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, something I'm, I've been listening for a little while. So I'm interested in what do you think your guys' catalyst to starting uh, into real estate was? Um, we're also beginners out in Saskatchewan. So we're just uh, kind of seeing what that first step was looking like. What the first step was looking like? So, yeah. <laughs> well, when Wayne made that decision that he realized real estate was going to be a really good vehicle for us, um, gosh, there was like the starting steps was really trying, like, like we talked about on some previous shows, like every real estate investor kind of starts by trying to get as much free information as they can. Right. Yeah. So, um, Don Campbell's Investing in Canada, whatever it's called, something along those lines, Real Estate Investing in Canada um, book was um, a huge kickstart for us. Reading through that was kind of like the, um, the, the jumping off point, the motivation of, okay, this is possible. This is, you know, like all the information that we need to kind of get started. Mm -hmm. And then it was like searching all of the, we tried to find some, well, back then, like podcasts and stuff weren't as relevant at all um yeah, i think like i i scoured and like, like yeah hours you went deep. and hours of stuff uh barry mcguire's uh podcast tales from the trenches on, tales yeah. from the trenches but that was like i don't know if that'll that'll inspire you or or discourage you because <laughs> uh, he had a great podcast um there are about three or four minute segments uh from from the wrong. desk of a, a real estate lawyer <laughs> so he would go through like all these like crazy things that happen that you'd never consider to happen <laughs> um and just scare the crap out of you <laughs> um but i really liked it because it went it went deeper into um things that you know i wasn't finding um on bigger pockets or all you know the, the other stuff so don campbell's book was was probably the first one that really gave me an idea of what um what could be possible and how to do it correctly um and then it was like two to three years of just yeah just hours and hours and hours of podcasts and I never really quite got anything. Um, we joined Rain um, shortly after that. Um, that really helped because we started getting surrounded by other investors, like real investors, like not just someone who, you know, owns a, a condo by accident in Edmonton. Um, so we started surrounding ourselves with other people and 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 who were actually doing it. And that was, I think, that was yeah a big eye opener for us. For sure. Yeah. Getting surrounded by, by people who are also doing it um, is a really great point, Wayne. That's really when you start see at first we thought like, how could these people help us? They're all looking for the same things and trying to do the same things, but you realize that it's the, the motivation and the like-mindedness and, you know, like um, the encouragement from everybody that mm -hmm. really pushes you forward. So if you can find, um, Rebecca, I don't know if you're in Edmonton or, or where you are. Sus oh, Saskatchewan. Yeah, sorry, you did say that. Um, if you can find like some sort of real estate investing group there to join just to get like a real local um, kind of circle around you. I'm trying to think about Saskatchewan. That'll really help um, okay, to gain so perspective. I, okay, my next question, because we're, uh, we're actually starting a local meetup because I think we found the same problem was we were trying to find okay. locals doing the same thing. Um, but I guess, okay, my next question is what do you think was the first step when you got your first building? Sorry, can you repeat the question? 
Uh, what do the, you, the little the little one was making noises <laughs> right when you were talking. <laughs> um, what do you think the first step was when you got your first building? Like we're right on that cusp of, you know, we're starting, we've joined the groups, we've done that, and now we're getting our first building, and it's like that first uh, big leap. Are you are you saying like what's next? Or no, like, like what what do you think was the like uh, starting point? when you got your first building? Like, what was that, like, big oomph moment? Like, we did it. <laughs> hmm, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a hard to... one. We're, yeah. we're right in that kind of crazy period. Do you think it was, like, you know, you had the perfect investor? Oh, we had the perfect building. Oh, we, you know, you we know had what? our I ducks think... in a row. Yeah, I think when you start out, I don't think there is like, I don't think you can be perfectly aligned and have like everything in place for us mm -hmm. was a lot of stumbling. Like when we got, oh, it, was, it was brutal. It was messy. It was, it was so <laughs> bad. But we just knew I'm that trying we to find to... something good to share with you. But like it, all of like that first rental property yeah, was all of our lessons, all of our, like our biggest lessons were in there. Yeah, I all mean, of our biggest mistakes. Oh, but God. you know what? We did not go into analysis paralysis. We knew we just had to get started. Yeah. and that we were going to get our first property and we were going to figure it out. And boy, did we figure it out because that, we had to. <laughs> and that was hard for Gabby because that was yeah. me. I'm just like, you know what? We're just going to do it. And whatever happens, we'll figure it out. But I'm not just going to sit here and overanalyze everything. I'm just going to do it. And there's going to be some mistakes and they're going to be lessons. Gabby's freaking out on the other end yeah. because you know, I, I'm, she wasn't convinced yet yeah. at that particular point. I just said, Trust me. <laughs> I do and, love that. That is truly the epitome of husband and wife because I feel like yeah. that's exactly what we're going through. <laughs> yeah. It. I wish I had a good answer. I, I wish there was some magic line. And you know what? I don't think that everything really came together for probably a good few years. Like it was just kind of like stumbling through trying to put together a good path and a good like what are what's our tactic? What's our our system, like all those types of things, you realize how many systems you need to have in place and, you know, like to really know what path mm. you're on and what tools you're using and all those types of things. Maybe that's a really good one is, you know, try and get all of your organization of documents and systems in yeah, place. start now on, on that first, first one. one rather than yeah. waiting until your third because I'm like, oh man. Because then you're trying to play catch up of like getting all of the paperwork, all of receipts. the spreadsheets, all of the receipts. Like if you can put really good systems in place from the start, you'll be laughing and you might not be at a point where you're hiring a bookkeeper and like all these different people. But if you've organized everything really well from the start, then when you do get to that point where you can start hiring stuff out and, you know, that sort of thing, yeah. then everything is a seamless mostly seamless yeah. transition. So yeah, that would be a really good point. And that yeah, starts awesome. with like that starts with like um, getting a separate email, you know, create your your just whatever, it could be a Gmail email um, just for rentals and have we have one email for our investment side, so like our business acquisitions. Um, so anything when lawyers, you are accountants, lawyers, accountants, insurance. that kind of stuff, anything related to the business, we have one email for that and then we have another email um, one is investments and one is rentals. Um, the other rentals one, that's for tenant communication. So everything stays really organized. Um, if there's any repairs that goes through rentals. So, um, we're able to keep, cause otherwise your email, after you get two, three, four, five properties, it gets re there's, there's just it's emails messy. everywhere and you can easily miss stuff. Um, so separate the emails as well. And then Use like the cloud or OneDrive or whichever, you know, cloud-based system um, and start creating folders for every tenant, for every property. Um, and just, you know, it's not going to be perfect in the beginning, but it just start separating things um, into different files and different folders. So that way, again, it's organized. And over time, you will, you'll, you'll, you'll polish it, you'll refine it. Um, it'll look a lot nicer. Um, but, you know, just starting with something so that that way down the road, you're not going through your personal email and this other email and text messages and that kind of stuff. Um, trying to find folders and, and files. So, um, but the really great questions actually, you know, that's, um, and, and by the way, um, not a problem. Um, Rebecca, if you're still listening, please uh, send us an email at info at reimorningshow.com. 
and we will send you that Starbucks card. Yes. Congratulations. congratulations. And thank you for calling in. Hey, and guys, just because there's, there's no more prizes, you know, coming, like doesn't mean you can't call in and ask questions. Like this is free mentorship. You know, like I said, we're an open book. You ask your questions, you, you determine what you want to talk about today. Um, but we'll continue talking on about for now about, you know, organization. I think that's, that's really sure. good. Yeah. Also, I'd like to maybe touch on, you know, that the initial, um, that first property when I told you, Hey, just trust me. <laughs> and I've oh, got a question here. Um, and, and, and how it was for you, cause it, you were stressed out to the max. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I remember I, well, let's, let's go back to the beginning. Um, I was on a night shift. Um, I see Al here and I was on a night shift over at uh, Imperial oil and, um, it was about two, three o'clock in the morning and uh, not a whole heck of a lot was going on. A whole lot of movie watching mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> I crawled out of my uh, vehicle and just kind of went in to say hello and just kind of check in, see what's going on with the, with the crew, see if anything needed to be inspected. And it was pretty slow and they're all sitting around and I think they were KFC or something like that. And uh, they're all talking about investments. And it was around that time that I was very interested and what next? Because I had just gotten all of my certificates, um, at least the main certificates that I wanted for my career, mm-hmm. and I was I was freaking out. I don't know. We Everly wasn't in the picture yet. Yeah, she wasn't even a thought at that particular point. Um, but I was freaking out because I worked so hard. Um, you know, rewind to when I was 21 years old. I'm moving to Alberta. I'm going to change my life. I come to Alberta. I meet the girl of my dreams. I marry her. I, you know, had a great job and then I did a career change. I got into this job and like, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get all my tickets and I'm going to make lots of money. Bam. I did it. I got a big raise. You know, now I'm making the most that I'm probably going to make unless I get maybe one or two more tickets, specialized tickets, but it maybe increased me by about two or three bucks an hour, but that's my life. I'm 20, 24, 25 years old. And like, what, what now? (laughs) And that, that really, really scared me. Um, I started thinking about like, you know, what, what, what's next for me? What, what, what do I go and conquer now? Cause this, these, 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 these growth, this growth mindset wasn't, you know, just because I started in real estate, it was always there. Yeah. And um, I was going to say that because that's Wayne now what, what's next? Yeah. <laughs> and so I started asking like, you know, some people in management at my company, but like, okay, like, you know, getting all creative with these, you know, different ideas. Maybe should I invest in this or should I do this or should I start saving and stuff? And, and, um, should I try to get into dispatch? Like, well, that was, that was, that's the natural progression. Yeah. And for most people that's as well in the their careers, <laughs> is that where do I go next with this company? Am I going to be the assistant manager? Am I going to be the supervisor? Am I going to be the manager, the general manager? This, you're not going to be CEO. I mean, you, you can't start from, some people start from the bottom and then, but like for most people in my career, the next thing was, was to get into management. And it's a very small funnel. You have a large, um, pool of techs, <laughs> large pool of technicians, and they're all trying to get into management, um, just trying to kiss ass and trying to work their way up for an extra few bucks an hour yeah. and just more stress. And I thought a lot about it. I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to be. We had so many conversations about that. I yeah. remember. Yeah. Cause I could trust me. I'd, yeah. I'd kick ass at it, but like, I don't want to work my ass off that hard to make someone else money. Yeah. I wanted to make myself money. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't want to spend 12 hours a day and then the other 12 hours a day thinking about it, you know, stressing out about, you know, can't get to sleep and taking calls on the weekends and that kind of stuff just to build someone else's company just mm-hmm. didn't make any sense to me. So I was, I wanted to get into something different. I wanted to create my own business. I just didn't know. Anyways, um, back on track, you know, they were talking about investments and everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, investing in, uh, at this time, I think it was like, Suncor stocks and you know oil and gas and I got some in uh, this this really cool startup company and these guys didn't know what that they were talking about though like I could just clearly tell these these guys had about five hundred dollars into these into these stocks that they read about on some blog um, and then one guy came in and he was one of the bigger inspectors and they said hey man what are you into and what do you got your money into and he said oh I own real estate. And everybody just jaws dropped. Everyone just laser, like their eyes went laser towards like all, they they worshipped him. 
and they started asking questions and, and stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah I, think I, I think he owned seven properties, um, one in Edmonton and like six in Fort Mac. Mm-hmm. And he talked about the cash flow. He talked about, you know, how he has property management on there. He doesn't really oversee it. But he was just so cool and chill about it. Yeah. And um, I just, I, I listened. I didn't, I, everybody else, I, I wasn't going to, you know, be like them. I was just listening very intently. And then uh, when he walked away a little bit later, I caught up with him and I asked, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious about this. And, you know, can you tell me where to start? And so he recommended that I look into the Real Estate Investment Network. At that time, that was, you know, one of the only places mm-hmm. to get education. I mean, yeah. there's education everywhere now yeah. um, with the internet. But uh, and, he, and he recommended, as you said, Don Campbell's book, uh, Real Estate Investing in Canada, The Acre System. And I waited until the morning and then I called Gabby um yeah, but by morning I, I mean like four not hours to, later yeah, when the sun came in up. The morning. <laughs> and uh I said can you get me this book and so Gabby was working at the time and she was working right near chapters and she went and grabbed it afterwards and then she uh she had it for me when she came home and then I, I read it I, I I read it like and then you made times. me read it and then I forced her to read it <laughs> um I said I like Gab we're getting into real estate and it was it was that simple I that's that's um, and I was working in the hotels at the time. And I remember you made me take that damn book to work against my will. Yeah. And I was reading it on my breaks. And I remember um, the head honcho of the hotels coming into my office and being like, oh, what are you reading? And he's like, oh, real estate investing. You're going to be, um, he's, he said like, oh, probably in a few years, you're going to be um, the owner of our company. He said his name, you're going to be this guy. And, and I just laughed and I was like, yeah, right. Because he like, owned a bunch of real estate, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that, that was his thing. He started off buying a couple hotels and then got into commercial and then got into um, apartment buildings and he, a big owner in the city now in Edmonton owns a big company. So I, and I remember just like nervously laughing, being like, yeah, okay. But, but like in hindsight, thinking back, like, wow, we just started out with like one little rental and then built an entire portfolio and, yeah. you know, like moving on to bigger, better things. And it's crazy to think back to that little book being recommended to you. Yeah. Well, it was that book and then, you know, another book and another book. And then I find with real estate investors, and I'm, I'm sure everyone that's listening agrees, um, once you make the decision you're going to become a real estate investor, it's very rare that someone turns back. Um, most people are like, they're in it for life. They, once they see what's possible, whether they reach it or not, they get obsessed with it yeah. and they start working on themselves personally and developing and it's, it's, it's a really cool thing. Um, but yeah, it was, it was from there that we just like went into consumption mode, just yeah. as much information, free information as we could get. And, um, and I and was the one that was passionate about it because I had that experience. Gabby didn't have that experience. I was going to say, and, and you did a lot of reassuring me along the way. <laughs> um, Gabby was was very skeptical. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't and, say skeptical. I'd say scared. I was scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I I was okay with making mistakes, and I knew that there was going to be a cost, whether I'm going to pay someone to show me how to do it or whether I'm going to pay in – in mistakes. And at that particular time, uh, we didn't have enough money to pay a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, we had money. Oh, we had money. I think we had $15,000 that I just saved up from a bunch of shutdowns and, and, um, and overtime and stuff. But I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine using yeah. 10 <laughs> to $15,000 on coaching even though all the people that I had those discovery calls with, they all assured me that, hey, don't worry about it. You know, you're going to make more from having a coach than, than not having a coach. And I'm like, oh, I only have $15,000. I can buy one more house. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn my house into a rental yeah. and then I'm going to go buy another house and move into that one. Like that's all I have. Like I'm not going to be able to save another $15,000, $20,000 for at least another year. So I, I, don't, I can't imagine – why would I – give that money to you and they're like oh yeah joint ventures and all this stuff you're gonna find other people to to you know to bring the money and you're gonna be the expert and i'm like well and like we were talking in our, about in our 20s going like 10 to fifteen thousand dollars for what yeah. like are you kidding me <laughs> oh i didn't see the value and 
to most people that's like, uh, well, that's a down payment on a house. That's, that's exactly like, it. yeah, it's like, and I'm going to spend that on somebody coaching me on what to do. Like, no, hell no. <laughs> I would have never agreed to that. Even if yeah. you had, even if you had become convinced, I would have never let you do that at that time. Now let's now Gab, let's look back and, you know, knowing what you know now, um, would it have been worth it? Well, I'm curious if had I done that, would you have felt more confident? If you had a coach, if you had a coach telling you what to do, yeah, because you were all you were trying to trust me. Yeah, hard to say because I don't think that I would have ever gotten to the point where I would have agreed to spend that kind of money. You would have been really mad if I spent all that oh, money. I would have been livid. Yeah, like like. There's so many cool, there's so many examples that you can compare this to um, these days, you know, that the new thing, you know, selling insurance or selling, you know, drop shipping on Amazon or crypto or uh, fill in the blank, you know. Um, ways to make money in 2021. Ways to make money in 2021. <laughs> and so many spouses get so angry because, oh, honey, I'm just going to take this course and everything's going to change. And it's another thousand, another 5,000, another 4,000. Yeah. Um, easy never... to make money, also easy to lose money. If you're yeah. Not yeah. all in. <laughs> it's um, the, the beginning, like I said earlier to Rebecca, I wish I had an easy answer. Um, I wish there was a magic line to tell your spouse. But... Um, there isn't. And I think one of the most important things was surrounding ourselves with other people that were doing it, seeing other couples in those rooms. And then you're like, oh shit, it's not just us. This is, this is, this is a real thing. And people are doing this every day. And when you surround yourself with people like that, um, you realize that uh, what's possible. Yeah. And, um, and you also can learn from their mistakes and mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. But going into it, just thinking that you're the only people in the world doing it. And, you know, your, your spouse is just saying, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not very assuring to someone. It's, it's, it's very scary. It's a lot of money. And yeah. then you start thinking about, oh, man, I'm going to owe this giant mortgage. And what if the housing market crashes? Because you don't know shit about the market. You don't. Yeah. You don't know what can happen. You don't know. Uh, what your risks are. So when you don't know uns with uncertainty, um, you always assume, you know, the worst possible disaster. But by educating yourself and surrounding yourself with people who do know, you get a good idea of what your risks are and how to mitigate them. Um, and then mm -hmm. once we had a good understanding of how the housing market worked, how the rental market worked, how the, you know, the mortgage market worked, um, it's, it's a little more assuring because now you have certainty you know what can happen and what can't happen. Yeah. And, and knowing is the first step. Yeah, for sure. In making things easier. Um, a common thing that I hear with new investors is that I'm a little on the edge with, you know, owing that much money. Yeah. And that's because they don't understand the value of a property and what equity is. Yeah. Right. I, I certainly didn't for oh, a very long gosh, time. Yeah. Um, the money that you owe is attached to the value of the property. So, so long as the value of the property doesn't decrease less than what you owe, you can always sell the property and pay off your debt. Yeah. It's very simple. And you're always going to have equity because you put money down and every month, you, you know, a portion of your mortgage payment goes towards paying down that principal more. So you're always going to be building equity. Yeah. Your biggest risk is that if the value of the property goes down, here's a hot tip. When the value of the property goes down, don't, don't sell, sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, it's that's it that's yeah. it it's the people that sell when it's under you know what it's worth that they that they lose money real estate's a long-term game for the most part if you're buying to rent a property it's a long-term game yes and so long as you're buying correctly yeah and by buying correctly i mean um in a good stable market with no big swings you know and for cash flow, you got to make sure that you're buying an asset that um, that cash flows really well. So in the event that interest rates go up and your payments go up, or in the event that rents, rents go, go down, down. Yeah. you have a good cash flow cushion, so that you know maybe your cash flow is at eight hundred, and then interest rates and rents interest rates go up and rents go down, and now your cash flow is down to three hundred dollars a month. At least you still have a cushion of three hundred dollars a month. If you had bought for break-even cash flow, 
then and it went down by $500. Now you're supporting this thing by $500 a month. Depending on how many properties you have, that could be very dangerous. Yeah. If you had 10 properties and now you're negative 500 on all of them, now you're negative $5,000 a month. And normally when crazy things like that happen, it's not just the rental market that's affected. Yeah, it's everything. It's probably your career, the your job, job as yeah. well. And maybe your hours are limited or you got laid off. These are the, the reasons why people sell is because they can't support this thing anymore because they've been supporting it and, and you know, putting $500 into each property every month. They're like, I can't do this anymore. I've maxed out all my credit cards. And they look at their property value and they see, oh shit, it's down 10% because all this craziness. And they're like, I can't do this anymore. I just got to sell. And then they lose money on, on the sale. And that is literally all of your uncle Larry stories, but like how uncle Larry had a bunch of condos and you know, he sold in 2008 and he lost $200,000 and he'll never do that shit again. Real estate's a fucking joke. Yeah. All those stories around people who don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. That's it. So if you do it right, it's that simple. I just explained to you how to do it properly. There's there's Don Campbell's book. There's your <laughs> cliff notes of Don Campbell's book. Buy for cash flow, buy in a good stable market. And that's it. As long as you do that properly, yeah. then any market swing will not affect you because you can ride it out. Yeah. So um, a lot things when, when we learned that, it made it a lot easier for me at least. So I was okay with you know, dealing with the uncertainties of what happens if the tenant does this and what happens if you have to evict them and what happens if, yeah, I was okay with that. I knew it was going to be a learning process. Yeah, for sure. Talk about our first couple tenants. I mean, oh God, our first three tenants were our, how many times have we been to the RTDRS? Four or five? I don't know. Uh, Maybe five. Um, Our first three tenants, we went to the RTDRS. We had to take them to court. First three. All on the same property. (laughs) All on the same property. Our first property. (laughs) It was literally first, second, and third tenants. Yeah. And like, it was so, because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Yeah. And and now we've had nothing but good tenants at that property since. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Because we, you know, just, we didn't know. Yeah. And we learned. And that's just part of the process. So you either hire a coach and get them to tell you, or you go and do it yourself and you learn. Uh, Either way, it's going to cost you money. Grow through what you go through. <laughs> I personally, just to- full transparency, I think people need to experience it. Absolutely. Even though I know that everyone needs a coach and you should start off with a coach, I think that everyone needs to experience it. I talked about this last week, I think, on the show or on some show that um, I think it's an, an inevitable. I think that you have to experience it in order to realize the value of it. Otherwise, you know, if someone's just telling you everything that you need to do, I don't know if you'll take it nearly as seriously. Well, the other thing with like tenants and having to go through like the RTDRS process and all that kind of stuff is it really makes you, um, really makes you realize all of the systems and all of the things that you need to have in place to make sure that you're covering yourself and that you're doing things properly. And I don't think that a coach can sit there and give you every single tip that you need to make sure that you are being in a proper landlord and doing all of the right things. Like nobody can sit there and tell you every single thing. And that's not really why you hire a coach either. So once you make a mistake and hopefully it's just that you either picked the wrong person and it's not that you like didn't follow the things that you're supposed to do as a landlord, because then you're going to lose. In our case, we did all the right things. We ha- we did all the right things that we were supposed to do as a landlord. So we ended up winning all of our cases that yeah. we've ever had at the RTDRS. Never lost. But we just didn't have the right systems in place for screening and for checking their documents. And for like, we had somebody um, that wasn't the person they said they were like different identity. We didn't, we didn't know you should check the ID and we didn't, you know, like some of those types of things. Mm -hmm. So like we had to make those mistakes to learn the systems that we had to put in place. And it's just like, yeah, you you need to make those mistakes and you need to learn from them because somebody telling you um, do this, do this, do this, do this. You're yeah. Like you said, you're not going to take it as seriously as having to go through making that mistake and learning from it. Yeah. And that's a life in general, people. That's not just screening tenants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't really make big changes in your life until you've made an oopsie or hit rock bottom or whatever it may be. All of a sudden you're like, oh, okay, I need to get my shit together. 
I think that those moments define your character as well. 100%. Um, some people quit at that point. Yeah. And then some people learn and then they just explode. Yeah. And, and they, they, they never make that mistake again. And then there's, you know, just massive growth afterwards. Yeah. How many, how many times do you see on like rental group pages on Facebook, people being like, finally out of the landlord game. I, you know, like the last three tenants were such a nightmare and I'm so happy. I just sold my last rental property and I'm out of the game. Yay me. And it's like, okay, they quit. They didn't learn and grow and put proper systems in place. They shit the bed and they quit. Oh man. Those, those (laughs) landlord pages, I tell you, I (laughs) used to put me in a really bad mood. I learned a lot of stuff from those pages. What I actually did, um, and they weren't necessarily around uh, when we were getting started, mm-hmm. but no, I would, um, I would, I was pretty much frequenting like the, um, the rental listing pages, yeah. And those are the worst stories, Ooh. yeah. Um, and then like you know, a few different forums I was a part of. So whenever I saw someone saying, "What do I do if this happens?" or "How do I handle this?" what I would do is I go back to the, Re- the Residential Tenancy Act, and I would figure it out. We'd yeah. study every time we saw someone else's mistake. We'd go and study how to do that. So that way, if that thing ever happened to us, we knew exactly what to do. Or how to prevent it from happening because we knew the act. <laughs> yeah. Fast forward now, like I used to I used to put myself in a really bad mood because I would, I would read all these things and then I would try answering them. And then people give me like the, the dumbest responses. Like just like my answer is always read the fucking act. Yeah. Like it's there. The answers are there. Why are you asking the internet? And then, well, that's fine, but what about this? That makes no sense. Why should I be? Why should they be able to do this, and I have to do this? And like, it's because it's the fucking rules. Yeah. <laughs> like, educate yourself. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter what you think is fair and is not fair. Educate yourself, for God's sakes. That's your responsibility, and that's their responsibility. And that's pretty much what my responses were, in in a much nicer way. For a while there, I'd say for like three or four months, whenever someone had a question, I was just literally copy and pasting the residential tenancy act of their responses. And then I get about six, seven likes, likes immediately, you know, on Facebook because people are like, yeah, that's exactly what they need to do. And then, well, I don't have time to read this and, you know, just tell me the answer. Well, it is what it is, but um, I got a couple questions here that I wanted to answer. So I don't forget. Um, Someone had asked about uh, uh, the guy that I met on that, uh, on that shutdown. Mm -hmm. Um, he asked, do you still keep in touch with this guy? It would be interesting to know how he's doing since the crash up there. Oh, in Fort McMaria. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I tried to look him up. I knew that he was a Rain member, but by the time that I joined Rain years later, um, I never I never got his information. He wasn't really like down with giving me his number. Um, he just gave me some information and I never really saw him again. I tried to look him up. I tried to find him. I had a really deep, I had an idea of what he looked like, but. Under um, the hard hat and the <laughs> covers. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I tried to find him later on to thank him, but uh, I ended up running into someone else actually that we worked with uh, at our company. Um, and he had rental properties as well. And uh, I've thanked him since. Um, he's not with that company anymore, but I've thanked him since because he, um, it was a couple of years later. I met him. Same thing. He was a RAIN member at the time. And uh, and he gave me some really good tips. Nice. And um, yeah. Uh, so no, I, 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 I don't know what happened with him, but I, I can assume that, yeah. Yeah. Lot, lots of things could have happened in Fort McMurray in the last 10, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, well, and he was probably. Fire. Uh, <laughs> well, and he was probably making shitloads of money at the time when you met him, when things yeah. were hot. But that's the thing is like, that's about knowing your market. Is it a, you know, a one trick pony or, <laughs> yeah. you know, when, or when things get bad, is it going to get bad? And for McMurray, <clears throat> there's not a lot of extra stuff going on that can support. It's not a stable market. It's not a stable market. Yeah. So that's, it goes back to knowing where you're investing. <clears throat> yeah. Not just because it's hot. Like it's, it's great if, if things are crazy in a market, if you want to like get in and get out, but don't get in to stay there. Cause you don't know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. The other question was, um, we're rewinding way back to when I was talking about um, the open house uh, this Sunday. For for those of you that are tuning in right now and that are interested in that, you can send me a message or send us an email at info at com. 
we have uh, an open house at um, our newest acquisition, our new flip in Edmonton. Uh, it's this Sunday, October 31st at two o'clock. Um, we're doing an open house. Um, it's in full demo mode right now. Everything's all torn up and or torn out. And uh, we're going to be going through and analyzing how we, why we chose this deal, what we paid for it, what the renovation costs are going to be, what we're doing, et cetera, et cetera. And I had mentioned that uh, it would be a perfect burr. And uh, he said, I find it interesting that despite having a perfect burr, which is buy, renovate, refinance, repeat, that you're deciding to flip it. May I ask why you were limiting your buy and hold portfolio in favor of a flip? Is there a bigger deal in your, in your sites? Uh, it's a personal decision for us because of where we are at. Um, we don't want any more rental properties. And that's just, we know what it is that we want. Yeah. Um, it's hard for people to imagine that right now because all you can think about is I want as many properties as possible. Yeah, I was going to say, you go back to, you know, like I want 200 doors. Why? We know what we want. We don't need 200 doors to do that. I have a clear plan on how to get to my goals. I know exactly what I'm getting towards, what my next stage is. And I work my way backwards um, to determine how to get there. And so bringing on more rental properties doesn't help us achieve that. Yeah. Um, we have enough rental properties for the amount of energy and time that we have to give right now. Yeah. Um, we're selling rental properties, to be honest, uh, and focusing on other stuff. So I also own a financing business, like a rent-own type business. That takes up 90% of my day. Mm -hmm. I've got lots of coaching clients and mentees that I spend my time on with. And uh, Gabby's got her mastermind, um, her two women's mastermind. She's starting another one up here pretty soon. Adding in, even with property management, adding in a new property or more rental properties, it's just more energy. It takes more energy away from us. Yeah. And um, it's just not the best um, direction for us. For other people, it's a great direction. Yeah. It's just for us, it's not. So we stay focused on on what our goals are and what we're working on. Honestly, the reason why we're just doing flips right now, full transparency, is because we got a shit ton of cash just sitting in the bank account and it's not doing anything. So our our we have cash, you know, sitting there for different projects that we do with our other financing business, but it's sitting there stagnant and it's losing money every month. Um just it's by sitting there. So we just decided that we didn't want to do private money lending. Um because private money lending is kind of it's locked in for six months to a year mm -hmm. in most cases. So this way we can just, we can put it into a deal. We can renovate it, get some cash out. And at least our money that's sitting around is moving and it's making money um, rather than just sitting in a bank account, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's also, it's, it's, it's a great, it's fun. I like flipping. Yeah. It is. We don't need to do it. Um, I like it. It's fun. Um, it's, it's something that we never really got into early on because we were always flipping to ourselves, the burr strategy. Um, but it's also great just to share with the people that are learning from us. Just again, full transparency, like we don't need to, but it's like, well, why not do a flip uh, or a couple flips and show our mentees and coaching clients how to do it? Because there's not a lot of people that are actually doing it. There's not a lot of people that are burring right now. And uh, some of the new investors are a little skeptical and 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 scared of jumping into something like that. So we'll show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. We're still making money. Like we we had money to to throw at it. So it's um there's there's lots of benefits to doing it, and that's why. So now we're able to hold an open house to be able to show people, you know, how to analyze these deals. Hopefully, you know, a few of the people that show up this weekend will get inspired to actually do it. We're not benefiting from it at all. Like we're not charging you to be there. We're not, you know, selling you a house, <laughs> uh, you know, a new project or anything. I just, I just want to motivate people to to show them the opportunities that are available right now. Uh, we got a Mr. Jared Como. I was just supposed to, to say, uh, let me guess, Jared. Jared's got a question. <laughs> and Jared's driving down from Calgary, as far as I know, to uh, to uh, to be there this Sunday. To be there this Sunday. I get to meet Jared. Hello. I get to meet Jared. Hello. Uh, you got to turn your volume down, buddy. Uh, you got turn your volume down, buddy. You got headphones. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'll turn my volume down. How's that? I'll give it a shot. Um, you've never met Jared? Uh, never Not met in person, Jared. no. Not in person, no. Hello. Hey, buddy. Can you hear us? Hey, buddy. Can you hear us? Hey, buddy. 
ears. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you were talking about, you know, um, you, you just, you fo the, the focus thing, right? Knowing exactly what it is that you want. And right now you guys just, you, you want to do the flips that you don't want to do the birds or anything. And I remember when, when, when I had first joined you, Wayne, that, that it was, I didn't have that focus, I guess, kind of, would you, can you like kind of expand on the importance of focusing on what it is you need for your current trajectory and just keeping on that? I'm going to, I'm going to mute you here, Jared, because there's an echo. Um, what most investors do is they get super excited early on, like I mentioned earlier. And, and, I'm, and, and thank you for your question, Jared. I'm going to be popping you out here because of the echo. Um, you don't really know where to go. You're all over the place. And then you get into that room, that networking room. You see other investors. You see all the things that they're doing. Mm -hmm. This guy's doing rent tone. This guy's doing burrs. This guy's doing flips. This guy's doing private, private money lending. This guy's got 10 joint venture partners. And it all looks really cool. Holy <laughs> shit. And you realize I can do all of this. So you just start, hey, man, do you mind if I, you know, Take and you, you buy this, coffee. and you buy this course, and you buy that course, and you join this meeting, and you join that meeting. <laughs> yeah, because like you're like, oh, that looks really cool, and then you try it out, and it's really hard, and you're like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. And what if, that's what if this happens? And then so you go try something else, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna hop on this webinar now. Oh shit, this guy's doing a webinar on this. Oh shit, this guy's doing a webinar on this. Oh crap, there's a boot camp this weekend. I'm gonna spend the whole weekend on this. And then what happens is that you never really get anything fucking done. Literally 95% of the quote unquote investors in our circles are hopping on every fucking free webinar, every free boot camp, and they don't do anything. There's yeah. a few people, maybe they'll buy a property, maybe they'll buy two properties, but they never reach that big fucking goal yeah. that, they, that they're trying to achieve. And that's why I talked about, it. I know exactly where it is, what I want, who I want to become and where I want to be. Everything that I do every day is intentional in order to get me towards that. I don't hop on a boot camp. There were two boot camps this weekend. No offense. I'm sure like for a lot of people, it was very moving. It was inspirational. It might have been the ass kick. But I, you know, I see the screenshots of people that are in these boot camps. You've been in that boot camp three or four times now. What the fuck are you spending a whole weekend on that for? You could have gotten two joint venture partners. You could have found a deal. You could have found three wholesale deals. Like stay focused. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it why people do that. And if that's what you want, you want to float around, you know, you want to take another thing and it, another boot camp, another course, another webinar, feel that hip, hip, hooray stuff. Great. That's fantastic. Just know that the reason why you're not getting ahead is, is you're not that. taking action because you're not taking action. You have all the information that you need. Fuck. Like the difference between the education and it, the information that is available today as opposed to 10 years ago when we were mm -hmm. starting, the amount of dumb podcasts I listened to that I got nothing from, the amount of education that is available today is so abundant. It's unbelievable. Yeah. There's no shortage of information. Go out, get the information and the education that you need, and then the rest is just taking action. Yeah. And so I'm focused. I don't do, yeah, I could do a burr. I recognize the opportunity, but I don't because it that decision does not get me any closer to where I want to be. It actually, I mean, yeah, you're building, I'll, I'll make $40,000 on the flip and I'll have a cash flowing rental property and add it to my portfolio. I'm going to make more money, but it's, it's a, it's a pebble. It's a pebble in the lake compared to the giant rock that I'm, that I'm throwing in next to it. Yeah. So it's, it's a distraction. It takes away energy. It's one more problem. So just stay focused. I, I have a plan. I'm sticking to the plan. That's it. I got a text here, a couple texts before um, before I started the show and someone had this great opportunity. I said, hey, man, sorry, I'm, I'm not interested. And he's just trying to go over all these different reasons why I should and how it's a no-brainer. Yeah, but I'm sorry, man. That's that's not what I'm focusing on right now. Plain and simple. Yeah. So and, and for when you're starting out, I get it. Like It's like, why the hell wouldn't you? Once you get a little bit further on, you'll realize that um, staying focused is what helps you reach your goals. Otherwise, you turn into a floater like everyone else.
sorry. I'm not trying to, <laughs> and I'm not trying to bash, I'm not trying to bash the 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 said boot camps that were this weekend. Anyone can can do a quick you know search and figure out what they were. I think they're fantastic. I think they're great free boot camps. Do them once, and then don't ever do them again. Come on, like the whole reason why they're there is 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 to sell you on a product. Okay, if you want the product, get the product. It's a great product. Both of them, they're great products. But if you're not going to buy the product, then don't go take it twice. Yeah, you got the information. Jared just put it in there um, for the boot camps. The information is always the same. Go once, see what it's all about, and move on. Yeah. And implement. That's it. Implement. What you learned, what you took from it, implement it. First couple of years, just be a sponge. Just learn as much as yeah. you can. Try and make sure that you can learn from someone else's mistakes. But then, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to go and paddle. That's why yeah. I always say, you know, don't be a floater. Like, start paddling. Oh man, I wish I had. I wish I had the clip. I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that clip um, for you guys here in the next couple of days. There's um, Tony Robbins has a really great um, example that he gives. Uh, he calls it the Niagara Syndrome, like the Niagara River, Niagara Falls, um, about people that just jump in to the Niagara River. Everybody's in there. Everyone's floating, and they're just going with the current. They're going with the the times. They're going, you know, with, with what everybody else is doing. Um, whatever's on the news, whatever's going on at work, the natural progression of getting a job, a career, kids. Climbing the corporate ladder. Climbing the corporate ladder. Everybody's just floating until eventually, and they don't think much, right? They don't, they don't think about what's coming. They don't think about the retirement. They don't think about what can happen if a pandemic happens. And how they're going to be affected by that and losing their jobs. They don't think. They don't think ahead. They just float with everybody else. Until eventually you look, you know, downstream and you see this giant, massive waterfall that is Niagara Falls. That you're about to go over. And you get fucking scared. And then what do you do? You start paddling. You start paddling like crazy trying to figure out what to do. How do I resolve this? I don't want to go over. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go over. They fail bankruptcy. They make you know mistakes. Marriages fail, whatever it may be. And some people start paddling at that particular point, and then they learn from that. They say, "I'm never. That's never going to happen to me again. I'm always going to be paddling." So what I say is, 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 don't just float with everyone else. Start paddling. When you jump in, <laughs> make sure you got a boat. Make sure you're paddling. Make sure you know which direction you're going, so you're being proactive. And don't yeah. be like everyone else. But Tony Robbins says it a lot better. Yeah. Um, I'll pull that clip for you guys and I'll share yeah. it here. It's really powerful, actually. Um, and it's, it's actually from the, um, one of his first books. It was uh, called Awaken the Giant Within, which is one of my top three favorite books. Yeah. Um, fucking super smart, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have any other questions here, Gab? Oh, Ryan Letnick's got a, a question here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring him on the line. So, Ryan, before I bring you on, if you got headphones, fantastic. For anyone else that's listening, when you're listening every day, just throw some headphones on before you call in because the echo. Uh, otherwise, just turn your volume down a little bit. I'll bring in Ryan here. Okay. Hello. Hi, hey, Ryan. Ryan. How's it going? Good, thanks. Uh, so, I guess my question was a follow-up to Jared's a little bit about uh, setting your goals and staying focused on them. Um, for yourself, uh, have your goals shifted at all or, you know, have you had to make changes? Cause for myself, we kind of set some goals, but, um, you know, sometimes priorities change or you see things a little bit differently. You're enjoying things more than you thought you would. And so, um, you know, the opportunity or I guess the thought has come up, you know, is it time to shift goals or, or set expectations higher? Yeah, absolutely. Um, our goals have changed a lot and our strategies and methods have changed a lot. Um, you know, early on, it started with what resources do we have available? Is it time? Is it money? You know, all those types of things. And you need to, you know, have the end in mind and, you know, do your work back. But you also need to be realistic about what what you have access to at that time. Mm -hmm. So and that's the strategy that you need to go with. You need to go with what you're able to do at the time. And like you said, as you move on, you might realize like either I don't like this or, oh, I really I'm really interested in this other thing. And I now have the resources and it'll help me get towards my goals faster, maybe. Mm -hmm. So then you shift, you pivot, 
you take, you know, like as you grow and as you gain more resources, you may be able to shift to a different uh, method that can get you to your goals quicker. And by all means, like you need to take the stepping stones and you need to, you know, follow, use the resources that you have and follow that until you kind of level up. Yeah. And when you level up, that gives you the opportunity to be like, okay, wait, where am I going? Am I able to get there faster? Can I look somewhere else? You know, like you need to reevaluate those regularly. This, um, Ryan, this is what this is what the whole purpose of our real estate investing cabin retreat is all about. Um, because I, I, I said I would never coach or mentor anyone unless I knew everything about them first. And it's hard for me to give a blanket answer to someone who says like, what should my goals be? Or like, what strategy should I do? Or like, how much do I need? It, it, it's individual. So that's why we spend a whole weekend with everyone, like really going deep into what it is that you want in life. But when I started, my goals were a certain amount. And it, it was just based off of what I thought I could do. And that's based, as Gabby said, it's based off the resources that you currently have. I've got $10,000. I might be able to save another $10,000 every year. If I do that, I'll be able to buy this many houses. It's going to give me this much cash flow. It's very limited information, limited beliefs. Once you start moving and then you realize, oh shit, I bought a lot more properties than I, than I thought I was going to, then it opens up. Yeah. Sorry. I'm just muting Ryan here. Um, just cause the, the feedback, sorry. Yeah. Once you realize that, oh shit, I can do more then your, your, your perspective changes. You're, you realize that I can do so much more. And then you're, you know, maybe someone comes along and they say, Hey man, I saw what you're doing. And uh, I got $500,000. Can I invest with you? And then that $500,000 was never there before. It was never on the table. And now you're thinking like, oh shit, if I use that $500,000, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And holy shit, now this is possible. Mm -hmm. And then once you think about, oh, if that's possible, then this is possible. If that happens, then I can probably find at least two other people with $500,000. And then you start realizing what's what's possible. And then you create this amazing big goal. And then I think everyone, as as they start progressing and they're growing, you know, Gabby was talking about growing, not just growing your business, but growing your, yourself individually. Yeah. Um, then you realize I don't really need all that. So you go through a couple stages in your life and your journey that like you have a realization that you can have so much more. And then you also have a realization that you don't need that much. And that and is literally, you, and then you settle into like what's that super important to you. That's what literally. There's, you know, spoiler alert. That is literally what our whole real estate investing cabinetry is all about. Is showing you what is possible. I'll show you all the cool things that I'm doing that I don't talk about, and what's possible, and what we're gonna build. And then you get super inspired. But then I also we also have a realization through the weekend that you don't need all that, and that the things that are most important to you in life are actually you can have that within a couple of years yeah. and focusing in on, you know, all those boats and hoes and islands and, <laughs> and, and all those super cool things, flashy, you know, nice watches and stuff um, are not as important as your kids, your wife, the people that are most important to you and the things that you love doing. And people spend their whole fucking life working all day, every day for 20 years, trying to get this fancy watch and lifestyle when really, you know, the things that are most important to them are really standing just right in front of them. And you might not need that much. So we create a plan to get you focusing on the things that are most important first. Then once you've got that established and you're living a really great life and you're checking all your boxes, you're fulfilled, you're spending time with the people that you love, you're doing the things that you want to do, you are the person that you wanted to become, you're learning every day, you're contributing to what's important to you you got a great relationship, then start building off the fancy shit afterwards, getting the gold watches and everything else. But focus on the things that are most important first. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's, a, it's I'm biased, but like it's a really fucking amazing experience. I know a few people that have been you know, to the retreat are listening right now, and I promise you they'll tell you the exact same thing. It's, it's eye-opening. It's not necessarily about real estate investing. We do touch on real estate investing. Once we establish what it is that you're going to do, then we'll show you all the strategies that will complement that. Mm -hmm. and and it's all about staying focused on what is most important and then choosing the strategy that complements that for you beautiful i completely forget where ryan's question was you answered it did i okay yep. good sorry and i get off track sometimes yeah. and we're way over an hour yeah going over yeah i gotta get kid ready for school go meet the electrician <sighs> gotta wrap it up here 
I, yeah, yeah. I just want to keep talking. I just want to keep going. Tomorrow morning, it's, 6 a.m. We'll be here. We'll be talking. That's what I mean. Like some days, you know what? Just feel free to call in with your questions. We could talk about just about anything. I've got I've got a giant list of different topics and strategies and stuff mm-hmm. that we can talk about. But, um, you know, I'd much rather people get their questions in and get them answered because there's there's probably a few people here that are that are literally being held back by a few of those answers. Absolutely. And if I can, if we can answer those questions and you can take action right now. Fuck yeah. yeah. You can also text me. Um, if you look in the show notes here, 587-400-0721, text me your questions. Don't ask me what you should do with your life and turn it into a giant conversation. But if you've got a question you need an answer for just a quick question and answer, how do I do this? Or where do I find this? I will answer it. Within a couple hours, I'll get you an answer and then you can get going. So feel free to text. It's there. I'm, I'm, we're willing to help. Call in every day. Thank you, everyone, for that uh, called in today. Hey, tomorrow. Tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow we get a special guest. Do we? Wes and Sarah Seacrest are coming on. Oh, yeah. That's tomorrow. And we're going to talk about flipping. Yes. So uh, they're flippers in Fort Saskatchewan. Um, Wes left his job two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Just like same as me, just like made a decision overnight. He's like, no, oh, fuck this shit. I'm done with this. And just like got into flipping. Yeah. And he'd been doing flipping before, but he like, that's his full-time thing now. So if you're interested in learning about that and how he did that and why he did that and how he's doing it. Yeah. Um, Wes and Sarah are going to be on and they're both a power couple as well. Yeah. They yeah. work together. So, you know, another, another couple who, who figured out a way to get it done. Yeah. Yeah, to grow a real estate business together. So tune Excited. in for that tomorrow morning. And uh, congratulations to Rebecca Smith winning the $50 Starbucks card. Mm-hmm. Have a beautiful Monday, everybody. Have a great day, guys. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. <laughs>